0: Well, the
1: Bucs opened their first mini camp ever under new coach Bruce Arians, who rode in on a golf cart, by the way. No Gerald McCoy, no Donovan Smith, no Levante David, or Jason Pierre Paul. But Arians loved what he saw on the offense and especially what he saw of Jameis Winston. The Rays beat the Kansas City Royals five to two. They win their seventh series in eight tries. The finale is this afternoon with Blake Snell on the bump on this businessman special. And are the Tampa Bay Lightning over the embarrassment of their sweep to Columbus? Well, the fans aren't, that's for sure. We've got all this to discuss and more with Times columnist Martin Fenley on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, would you like to spend a magical day on the river with the manatees? Well, if so, seven days a week you can experience the wonder and magical charm With Captain Mike's swimming with the manatees in Crystal River, it's the ultimate family bonding experience. Now, I've done this, folks. I'm telling you, you want to make this a part of your bucket list. The weather is beautiful right now. Now's the time to go. Ask about their $30 manatee bronze tour, and be sure to ask about a free offer for active law enforcement and officers and U.S. military. Requires the purchase of two silver tickets at a regular price. After that, you're eligible for the free tour. Now, Captain Mike's is the number one customized manatee tour company at Kings Bay in Crystal River. It's pure paradise. Ask about their pontoon boat rentals, their kayak rentals, bicycle rentals, and much more. Book online now at swimmingwiththemanatees.com or call 352-777-1796. Okay, we'll talk to uh, my friend Martin Fenley in just a moment. Uh, he was out at One Buck Place uh, with me. I guess it's now the Advent uh, Health Care Training Center. But be that as it may, gorgeous day out there, about 85 degrees or so, nice breeze, didn't feel like it's going to feel this summer for sure. But the first time that the Bucks were on the field as a team in a mini camp scenario, voluntary as, as though it was, with Bruce Arians and his new coaching staff. And so it's just another step, big one, uh, that the bucks have this two-day mini camp before they begin the draft on Thursday and it's an opportunity to sort of look and see what you have and that's important because you know you may think that you know we're we're not that good here or we don't have that much depth there but once you get these guys on the field you get a bit of better feel for the talent you actually have and i think that's why it was so important for Busarians and new coaches get the extra mini camp at this time so they were able to take advantage of that the first thing you notice was the sound of silence. Look, I think since Levy Smith anyway, and maybe going back before that, I know I don't think Grace Shiano did it, but you know, the NFL has become one of these deals where during practice, they play music the entire day. It's not, you know, in between things. It's just no that the, they actually deliberately try to blast the stereo almost to create a distraction so that players have to concentrate more. Uh, you know, it's sort of maybe it's a little bit of a millennial thing, too. But at the end of the day, uh, it's become somewhat of a common practice in the league. You know, Seattle did this when they were winning Super Bowls. And, you know, Chip Kelly's done it in other teams. And so it's kind of in vogue around the league, uh, especially these last five or ten years or so. Well, it was really interesting to walk out there. And maybe it's just for the mini camp. Maybe it will change as we get into the regular season because they're doing a lot of stall right now. But there was no sound except for coaches, you know, coaching and players learning. Um, it was old school. It was very businesslike. It was just, you know, you didn't have the the giant investment of speakers that, that the Bucks went to to literally blast like a concert sound out of, uh, you know, somebody's playlist. But that, that was interesting. And then the other thing was, you know, Arians riding in on a golf cart, which I hadn't seen since, I don't know, some college coaches maybe. Um, But it was very interesting to watch him watch his other coaches coach. He has a lot of faith, obviously, in guys like Byron Leftwich and Clyde Christensen on offense and Todd Bowles on defense. And it was the first glimpse of the new scheme, the 3-4 scheme. Again, a lot of players weren't there, but, you know, I I thought it it was entertaining. The quarterbacks looked good for the most part. They didn't practice long. They were supposed to go about an hour and a half. I think they went maybe a little over an hour or so. A lot of classroom work and things like that, and they'll be back on the field again today. And then uh, we head to the NFL draft on Thursday, and the Bucks with the fifth overall pick. So it's an exciting time of the year if you're a football fan, if you're a Bucks fan. The draft has become a huge event that's you know televised three nights from Nashville this season. So I'm looking forward to it. And and Bruce said that look, he believes there are six six elite players, six special guys in this draft and the Bucks pick fifth. So even we could do the math, and I'm not great at math, but that means to Bruce that he's going to get a, an excellent, absolutely excellent player at the number five spot. Don't know who he is yet. Could you know could likely be a defensive player because there's so many defensive linemen and or you know linebackers that are going to go go high in this draft. But you know, the one thing is sure that the Bucks are confident that you know, if they stay at five, that they're going to get somebody. And he's not looking to move down, you know, uh, certainly not very far, but probably not at all unless somebody just offers him a ton of, you know, other number one picks because, again, you know, he feels like that number is six. There's always a year where there's a consensus four, maybe there's a consensus three or five, and this year he believes it's six. So I think the Bucks most likely will stay at five and make a selection and be pretty happy with the player they get. Okay, Martin Fenley joins us now. And, Martin, you were uh, at Bucks Minicamp with me on Tuesday. You wrote a column in the Tampa Bay Times uh, today, uh, really about how odd it seemed that the Bucks were beginning, in essence, 2019 with this Minicamp without Gerald McCoy. I mean, just how weird did that feel to you?
2: I've got to admit, first thing, it felt really hot. That's the first <laughs> thing it felt. <laughs> it Second of hot. all, yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Welcome, Bruce, to the surface of Mercury. I mean, yeah.
1: Well, we could but, start with him if you want because he didn't feel the heat. He was in a golf cart.
2: He, he was, and I, I, you know, we'll tell him about July later. I think they buried that <laughs> when they hired him. This is going to be bad, man. Oh, come on! I mean, he coached like,
1: in Arizona, though. I mean, he coached on the
2: on the other side. Yeah, that of was, the, but uh, let me of, let me let me say it all at once. That was a dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> um, or they're going to keep, he's going to keep, he's going to be telling them that as they wrap him in wet towels <laughs> on July 24th, like a mummy. Um, no, no, it was good. And, and I thought, I thought it was an interesting, but it was a kind of strange kind of day. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, better than I do. McCoy has been at basically everything they've done from mini yeah. camps to OTAs to children's parties to, you know, he's just been everywhere. He's been. He's been everywhere in Bucks history for the last what is it nine years, so it was a little odd for sure. I mean, he's he's in the family picture and now he isn't, and he might not ever be. And you know, and I, and I understand everything that's going on, but it's, it still is a little odd to me. I don't know about how you felt about it.
1: Well, what what also like you wrote about the juxtaposition of here he is like and not coincidentally putting selfies or shots of him on Instagram. You know, working out on a beach in California, someplace half a country
0: away. Yeah, it,
2: it was a little strange to watch You know, him throwing a medicine ball high in the air, which yeah, I guess builds either strength or your ability to throw a medicine ball if it's ever made legal in the NFL, <laughs> which I think, you know, it might be. Why not? I mean, as long as it doesn't hit you on the head and cause more concussions, I think it'll be fine. But it, it was, I mean, you know, sir, he surfs up for him, and I guess they're separated by an entire country he's on the other coast. <laughs> and this team's on this coast or the Gulf coast, as it were, but they're, they're both, both parties are going about their business. I'd like to think oblivious to each, each other at this point. So it doesn't look like they're ever going to be, they're going to consummate this again. So yeah, it was, it was, it was strange and you know, Bruce Arians, you know, whether he was, you know, had his fingers, cross behind his back or whatnot said that you know he's welcome with open arms you know he didn't exactly open his arms when he was talking about him late last month and let's face it talking about uh, whether he really wants to be here enthusiasm levels can he recapture himself that's not exactly the way you get someone to feel welcome or wanted so it's a little slightly disingenuous but
1: yeah i think so i was never against
2: getting rid of the guy as good as he is, and you know how you know how good he is better than I do, and as much as he's meant in the community, I, I would have had no problem if they traded him last year or they'd done something. Now we're in the position where, correct me if I'm wrong, they either do something around the draft and get minimal or cut him loose in June and get nothing, which would just add insult at this point. So kind of a you tough know, situation. You've,
1: you've covered uh, sports a long time and certainly here, and this isn't the mm-hmm. first sort of iconic player of the Bucs, uh, or for that matter, other teams. What, what is it about about the greater the player, the harder it is to say goodbye, or, or or the weirder it seems? I mean, there's not many Peyton Mannings who stand up there in front of a Colts banner and say, uh, it was my honor to be your quarterback, right? I mean, it just never seems no, to... No,
2: that's not the way it works. I mean, you're supposed to get carried out on your shield either get injured or that i'm and i'm fine with that that's just the way it is when these guys get moved around or that's what the money was for in the first place right uh you know if they make moves And, and i frankly and i'm i'm i guess dare i say and you might want to make sure this is on tape i'm i'm somewhat defending jason light in the sense that this 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 is not an unsmart move for a team that doesn't have much money and doesn't have much maneuverability although I, it sure. still boggles my mind that a team that could have been as awful as the bucks have been and not have any cap space i mean it's bizarre even allowing for the fact you got to pay your quarterback and all that stuff but i thought it was this actually makes sense it makes it it's just going to make awkward sense now to me i mean i would have uh, you know i was big on that last year i would have traded jpp i would have traded a lot of guys you talked sure. about it yourself. You know, Deshaun Jackson. I would have traded him then. I mean, Absolutely. Houston needed receivers, speed guys, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they didn't move. And because they were under the, to me, they were under the impression that, you know, the Browns did them a disservice. They lost to the Bucks. They're three and three. And you were right when you said this. They were in it, and it was like uh, somewhat fool's gold. And now we'll see what. Now we see what comes of it. They, they haven't really built up as much a draft you know, much of a as many draft picks as I think they should have. I, I would have cleaned I would have cleaned house last year. I just would have done that. And uh Yeah. The, that's the just what I would have done. The
1: yeah. problem with cleaning house is that uh I think in the case of maybe Jason he thought maybe he'd be swept out with, with the rest of them. So Right. You know, they, well, he's, they he's, had yeah, they that had to try to win
2: instinct, and that's great. And you know, he had to try to win and I understand yeah. that, but I and and maybe I'm putting too much stock in hey, Buster, they gave you a little more time than the head coach, so you needed to look with a little bit of foresight for the future, knowing that you were safe. But, you know, if it crept in his mind, he wasn't. That explains a lot.
1: I haven't had a chance to really talk to you about, about this, but like what do you make of the hiring of Bruce Arians? I mean, the association with Jason Light aside, here's a guy that yeah. was retired. Um, you know, I don't know how many coaches – Come back to the game after being out a year. I mean, that's sort of a different dynamic. Obviously, his age is one thing, but he certainly has a ton of experience in turn Arizona. Oh around. yeah. But but did did it seem did it seem like you know I mean I think he's hired a good coaching staff, but were you were yeah. you on board with that hire? You like that hire?
2: You know, I was with the codicil that you know until you know until we're standing outside an emergency room and Bruce is. <laughs> You know, has to Never go in. Been, and look, but... I've been in a hospital more than Bruce Arians the last sixteen months. I'll be the first to say. But I'm not coaching the bucks either. And there there's That's a right. lot to that. I'm not saying the, the golf cart was a sign of the apocalypse or anything, or that when they go to London, you know, we're gonna hear the ambulance in the night. Eh, 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 eh. I'm a, I'm <laughs> not saying that. But it, it it's a concern. It, it's it concerns me as far as how long is this guy in for. Because you know better than I do. This is not, I don't see this as a quick fix. And Uh, uh, I'm not sure he's going to be be, the quick fixer either. But he knows what he's doing. He's not going to embarrass himself. Right, right. He has some chops. You know, this guy, you know, this guy's coached a lot of quarterbacks. This guy's coached a lot of offenses. He's got a lot of quarterbacks killed, too, because he Mm tends Remember in the history, you know, send five guys out, which I have no problem sending five guys out. But it's about the five guys who stay in.
0: And yeah, uh, Light yeah. has
2: kind of said that we've got five guys to stay in. I think they've got – I don't know what you think of the offensive line. It, it's passable, and at times very passable by defensive pass rushes. I mean, they're still short a guy or two, I think. You know, They threw a lot of money in that offensive line knowing that they're going to need to protect Jameis Winston. And, uh, but Arians knows how to put together a game plan. He sure as hell knows how to put together a staff. I mean, I was really encouraged by the staff he's put together. It's, it shows some enlightenment on several levels, minority level, you know, with, with no respect to gender. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm impressed, and that's what kind of thought what he would bring to the table here, just a certain Whoa. certain panache or a certain spin on how to do things. And I like that about in, him.
1: In, in sheer volume with 29 coaches, he was bound to hit on a couple, right?
2: It's it's the million man march, no doubt. You know, it's we're gonna, you know, Hercules is at the outskirts of the city. We're fine. You know, we got to spread the offense guys and defense guys along the parapets. No, it's fine. But but I I think we're genuinely going to like him, and and I think that's a terrible reason to say you like a coach. But that's what we're down to. I think we're gonna like him, right? Um, I think he's gonna tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, totally like it is about McCoy. I d- I don't know if it was the best thing to do for a, good, a team that's yeah. trying to move someone, mm-hmm. but you know, I I think we're going to get the I think we're going to get the best he has for as long as he has it. And is there really anything? Wor- There's nothing that bad. You know, recent Bucks history. Like, what's the best thing the Bucks can have for an off season with a new coach? And a new draft pick or two, and and you know I think it'll create can create a slight buzz right up until I don't know how many games are there away from Raymond James Stadium, but you know that might all settle down. But I don't know. I I I like the hire as long as he stays hired.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think it's going to be for you know five or six years necessarily, but he is here. He is here for the short term, as as a lot of us are. But. I think that you know, there's, there's, there's a reason why he, they hired him. And, you know, that reason is Jameis Winston.
2: He is the quarterback whisperer, allegedly. And here's a quarterback who needs to be whispered to.
1: But, but on the field, okay, do mm-hmm. you, I mean, does Jameis have, will we see his best football in Tampa Bay, or will he be like so many Bucs quarterbacks who seem to have a better career once they leave here?
2: I'm torn that I'm, I'm torn that way. You know, he did play better as the season went on, did he not?
1: Yes, yes, he
2: did. Mm-hmm. So I think that's unless we want to be completely unfair, we have to mention that, and mm-hmm. we have to look. I, I didn't want them to draft Jameis a long time ago for a lot of reasons. Right. right. So I've never really, but I never, I certainly won't say dresser. I didn't want to hit anyone over the head with that. Least of all myself. You give him a chance. I mean, he he's had some moments. He's had some bad moments. I mean, that was a pretty decent offense last year, I thought, it and I
1: don't, I, mean, be, yeah. I don't think
2: it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be. that and I don't think he's going to mess it up that much. The question we always have is: Is this is this the guy? Is this the guy to put them over the top, or is he going to go somewhere else? What did Vinnie Testaverdi throw throw for after he left the Bucs, Like five million yards or something <laughs> like that. These <laughs> these guys have a tendency. Yeah. Steve Young goes from a face full of snow in Green Bay. Right to getting a monkey off his back at the Super Bowl. Let's, Buck's history is full of that. I don't know where Jameis fits in, fits into all this, but and I'd like to think we'd all like to think the guy is grown up. He's never going to be captain of the city. Let's let's face that. I I don't know if he can ever be the face of the franchise after the myriad of things he's been through, or put us through, or put him, all all caused by him. So it's just a question: Can he be that kind of quarterback? I'm not necessarily willing to rule that out, but some people would point to well, a character is going to determine, you know, whether he makes it or doesn't make it. But I, I would think, and you might agree, Bruce Arians might be the acid test for him. And uh, you know, if, if Arians can't turn him, he can't be turned. That might be the theory, and they might be able. They might feel a little bit better if they if they make a move after a while, if they're having. Gone through the Arians program. I mean, the only thing I worry about Arians is I think if he if he runs his offenses, and I'd like to think he's changed. And you've written articles about that how he might have changed his ways because my memories of him are, are Carson Palmer on his back.
1: Oh, he's uh, my still memories right now.
2: Yeah, 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 because he likes to send all those guys out, which yeah. could hurt with the Bucks because they've got a couple of guys in their offensive line who, at this point, should probably be moving furniture, <laughs> not defensive linemen, and that that could hurt them. I mean, I like, yeah. I like some of the guys on their offensive line, but I'm not totally convinced Arian's system is going to work unless he's got a rock-ribbed offensive line. He's got receivers, you know? and uh,
1: Yeah, no, they do. They I think the the whole key is going to be, you know, with Jameis, how, how quickly he can recognize things and get rid of the ball. Because they can always bring more than you can block. If you're only keeping five guys in to block and you, everybody's going out for yeah. the pass, then – Clearly, you've got a guy that's running free on every play. And then I think, you know, the people that talk, like, Jameis is, I don't know if you caught this at the end. of We got done talking to him today, and he goes, how was y'all's Easter? You know, and that's just who (laughs) Jameis is. And he goes, man, I ate a lot. Y'all know what I weigh now? Like, he is not going to let that go because we're not going to let it go. It became a a story when I was out in Arizona. He got off his golf cart Mm -hmm. after playing in Bruce's charity tournament. And we got to talking to him. He looked good. I, you know, we commented on, you know, you look to be in good shape, whatever. And um, he says, "Yeah, I'm about 250 right now." Go, wait, 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 what? 250 pounds? And you know, <laughs> nobody, nobody goes by the weight in the program, right? Because if they did, right, then I'd be about 175. But um, it's right, a, it's the joke. I, right? and I, and I,
2: I'd be about 160 instead of Robert right. Hughes. Yeah, I understand. I, I sometimes I <laughs> exactly. like exactly.
1: No, exactly. I mean, that's the way it is. It's like, I, you know, I, I needed to lose 10 pounds and I got 20 more to go. I mean, it's one of those deals. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the whole thing is, is that Jameis at 250, listed or otherwise, would then become the heaviest quarterback in the NFL, which is odd to me that a quarterback wants to gain weight. But I think it goes back. In fact, I know it does because both Arians and Winston and others have used the word armor as if, you know, yeah. he needs more armor. And so it's already creeped into his consciousness on some level that – yeah, I'm going to take some hits. I think maybe I need to bulk up a bit, which is weird to me. But
2: yeah, know, I mean, do you really do you really want to go on the, the Jared Lorenzen diet in the name of <laughs> I'm going to get pummeled? We're going to see him lock himself in a bakery until training camp. I don't know. I'm not sure. I want. I'm not sure. I I want that. I just want. I just was encouraged today when he said, you know, when Arians I believe, said that without even blinking, you know, he he found the fifth read, but boom. Like that. And he was, he was encouraged by that. He, he liked how the quarterbacks played today. But didn't he say it was more, this was more or less a passing camp? I mean, a passing Yeah,
1: I think so. They're playing off. Yeah. They're not, you know, there's not a lot of press coverage. And you can't, look, I always say this it doesn't matter what practice you watch. If they're not allowed to put the quarterback on the ground, what you're watching <laughs> is not football. Okay. It's something <laughs> exactly. else. Exactly. It's, it's, pat- yeah, you know, that might no, go that basically.
2: way. We're well into, we're, we just, I don't know. Most, some people do know about Jameis. They're convinced they know about Jameis, and I'm sure he did have a great Easter, and you know, and I'm sure he didn't leave his basket in the Uber or anything like that. Let's not get cheaper, but I am, you know, th- we're going to find out pretty soon. And let's face it: for all we talk about everything they do on Thursday and the draft and whatnot, it's all gonna it's all gonna rise or fall with him. And uh, absolutely, I think Arians knows it. Yeah, and I, think, I think I think though that.
1: The defense has to get better, too. I mean, no matter what you think of yes oh, yeah. or Ryan Fitzpatrick or whoever quarterback last year, all you had to do was give me 30 because they gave up 29 a game. Right. So, you know, right. it's not the old Sapp exactly. and Brooks refrain of give me 17. It's give me 30.
2: <laughs> exactly. That's what it is now. And the question – and I think and I think we're going to see a lot there because I think they are going to go that way. I think Todd Ball's another – perfect example this guy knows how to put together a defense he, 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 he yeah. formed out slightly as a head coach but he still knows what he's doing
0: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: Sure. And I think he's going to put it together. They have to get better on defense. I mean, Arian said today, I think we know we can score points with this offense. A defense, we have pieces. We need more pieces. That was the message. And I think it was the right message, the right tone to strike. I mean, it's it's a little tough because when you stop and think about it, what do the Bucks need? And it, we come down to, what don't they need? And after exactly. five years under this GM and building, should you really have this many needs? But I think they've got to strain that out at this point. Arian's talked about, mm-hmm. I think he talked about six, you know, kick butt players, standout players. At the top right, of the and they
1: pick board. five, so the, the math works for them. If I don't true. think they can
2: screw it. I think they're going to get – look, uh, Arizona – and his old team, Arizona, is probably going to set the bar early. If they take mm. yeah. Tyler Murray, then suddenly we're looking at, you know, Bosa and maybe Williams from Alabama. And then yeah. unless John Gruden wants to play the evil twin, the Bucks are probably going to be able to get who they want. And you know, I want yeah. them to want – I want them to want an edge rusher. I, I like the idea of a three, four defense. And I like yeah. someone coming off the edge, a Josh Allen. That's what yeah. that would be perfect. They, they might not be able to screw this, this draft up, but what's the old theory the Bucks? Always, the Bucks take the same guy every draft, the wrong guy, but <laughs> you know, and it's easy it's to read true. through their draft history and believe that. But you know, but then I think, you know, Mike Evans wasn't the wrong guy.
1: No, he was the
2: right Chris guy. When Godwin That's wasn't true. the wrong guy. Um, right. I'm not sure if Donovan Smith was the right guy or Jameis was the right guy. but And Vita Vey, toward the end of last year, looked like the right guy. Enough of the right guy to where, you know, see a Gerald, um, mm-hmm. see a Mr. Pro Bowler. But, I, I, I mean, that's what I want. I mean, all, all football to me is about is, you know, you know, have the quarterback to throw the ball and have someone go kill the other quarterback. That, that's all right. football is. It's very fundamental. You know that. And look at yep. the vision they play in. They need someone to go run down Drew Brees, run down Cam Newton, run down Matt Bryan before he throws to Julio Jones. That's what they've always needed. How many, how many years, millions and millions of years have we spoken about what they need and they never seem to get it? Well, they might. It's raining pass rushers this year. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's raining running backs, you know, light has a hole in his bucket. But sure. this might be one where they might be able they might be able to hit on this. Now it's a question of whether you want the, an inside linebacker if you want Devin White, who checks so many boxes. But to me, Allen is. I mean, I watched him play. I watched a lot of SEC football last
1: year. Oh, he was terrific. He was terrific. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's unbelievable. He's he's a freak. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to make comparisons, but I I know you know I'm not going to say he's Von Miller, but I did mention Chandler Jones there and today. Chandler Jones played for in yeah. Arizona. Yeah, yeah. And I said, did it remind you? you you need guys and we saw that a little of that from JPP. You need guys who are gonna fly in off the edge and, and Arian's mm-hmm. talked about today. You need a guy who's not only gonna get up field, he's gonna go get that quarterback. And to me that's it's it's tragic. We're still talking about what that's with the Bucks. Even though JPP broke the Simeon Rice sack barrier, ten sacks. Mm-hmm. It's still what it's about to me, at least until Breeze retires. <laughs> you know, maybe right. then they have a shot. But it yeah,
1: should be and, fun. And Ari- Arian said they need two of them. And so, you know, even if JPP can duplicate them. some anything close to what he did last year and, and uh, they get they get one out of the draft, we'll see. Even though, uh, you know, it's been a mixed bag. And sometimes you don't really know what you have until several years down the road to really judge that. But I think eventually they're going to get an impact
2: guy. And this team has gone after guys. In the past, who haven't quite worked out. The rest is Soul, Gaines Adams, uh, oh, Adrian oh, yeah. Claiborne really did. They have never really. I mean, I, I'm Curry. not sure Carl Nassa yeah. did a bad job. I mean, and he no. seemed to think they have, have those guys. Mm-hmm. But I want. I think this kid would be a home run, and I, I think they're going to have a hard time. I mean, it's not like Gruden is going to trade back to get something. He's already got first round picks. So, unless right. Johnny Rocket. You know, messes with the Bucks, and I don't even think he would do. He's he's got a he's got a he's got a he's got, a, he's got enough problems with his own four win team. You know, to where I don't think the Bucks are going to really register his, uh, register on his brain in this draft. So I think the Bucks have an excellent chance. It's a question of what do you want? Do you want the inside linebacker, or to me, do you want the outside linebacker edge rusher in a three mm-hmm. four defense, which is what I think they have to play. So yeah. we'll see. But it's, it's never it. it's never boring. We can talk about the draft. They've done this and the. I think there's, there's always a little excitement on draft night. You know that. I mean, oh, who yeah. knows? Maybe this is – Well, I mean, the Bucks have had – you know, they had the Sap Brooks day. That was the greatest day in Bucks mm-hmm. draft history. Easily yeah. the greatest well, day.
1: Even though I, I still maintain we didn't know it at the time and didn't know it for a couple of
2: years. but Abs- Absolutely not. But we never do, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. – I don't think we'll know it Thursday night either. But That's right. It, no, you make a beats, good point. It beats what they've been doing.
1: No, it surely does. Let's go from the Bucks to a team that actually does make the playoffs, albeit uh, such a, a tragic ending to a, a record-setting season with 62 wins in the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know you've spent some time looking at this season, maybe even talking to John Cooper a little bit. But um, this, you know, I <clears throat> we talked about this a little bit today when I was at one buck place with you. Is that I you you maintain that you're not sure the Lightning actually understands the gravity of what they just did not accomplish no. in that.
2: Uh, this will be talked right. about
1: outside of Tampa Bay.
2: Oh, yeah. They're, you know, the Lightning right now are, they're Kate Winslet floating on the, <laughs> the steamer trunk. Cap, DiCaprio gone. Come Titanic back. gone. And they, and they don't, exactly. They don't, they, I don't think they, the enormity of this. I knew it was enormous. I had a feeling at the time, but I just wrote in passing. You know, don't look now, Tampa Bay, but when you wake up this morning, you're Buffalo. I got an email from someone in Buffalo who said, hey, buddy, leave us out of it. We won the playoff game. I'm thinking, that pretty right. much sums it up. You're, when you no, got to apologize to
1: Buffalo, world. that's right. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. Buffalo. Exactly.
2: When Buffalo's looking down on you, it's over. I mean, roll up, roll up the rink. I mean, it's, this was a disaster and inexcusable. You know, you know, far reaching, even though a lot of the same guys are coming back. It's like, you know, they're keeping the band together. There'll, there'll be some missing faces. But I mean, as I thought at the time, was we're never going to trust these guys again, ever. You know, Stamco said the other day, Stephen Stamco said, well, it's just the playoffs mean nothing. Rather, the regular season means nothing. And I thought to myself, hey, ma'am, we know that you guys don't seem to know that. Or haven't realized it. They paid lip service all year. To we've learned our lesson. We've learned, and they have been through a lot of near misses, from the Stanley Cup Conference Finals to not making the playoffs at all. We've learned a lot. They've learned nothing. They got swept the first time Cooper took them to the playoffs, and they just got swept again. And they all got beaten about the head and shoulders. Their stars didn't show up, and their head coach got outcoached. Just a little nice twist by the coach who won the Stanley Cup here in 2004. Mm. That's that, nice. Let's tie that up, Lou. And now their old, old general manager is going to go to Detroit. And Who knows? Maybe that's next on the agenda. He comes in with Detroit and beats the Lightning in the playoffs in two years. It's all floating Ouch. around in our heads now. You can't even know. I noticed last night Ben Bishop is going to the next round of the playoffs with the Dallas Stars. Brett Connolly, who was a Lightning guy, scores for the Washington Capitals. Jonathan Marcia Show scores for the – it's all it, – everything has been released by this sweep. You know, it's like the Wicked Witch has dispatched the winged monkeys over Lightning Land, and they're everywhere right now. You can think I mean, great things about them, but that's bad. I mean, it's it's one of the great gags. In a
1: recent winged monkeys history. in The Widows of Oz was the biggest terror that I ever had as a child, so that's, that's a good analogy. Oh, my it God. Really, it really was the ride on the Titanic, though. You know, you had this ticket – You've got the, uh, you know, you've got the promenade suite, whatever the hell it is, and you're you're dining with the captain <laughs> exactly. one day, and it's a hell of a cruise. It really is a hell of a ship and a hell of a cruise, right until it hits the iceberg, and everybody yeah, three hundred
2: foot gash under the waterline. Yeah, <laughs> right up until it really was. It, it was, was exactly, a hell of a cruise. Know. Yeah, and there there was only apparently room enough in the boats for women and Kucherov's. You know, I mean, it's like you know, he gets the sail away. He embarrassed himself. He's the best player in the league this year, but he also came off as a pouty baby, which is exactly the pose that did not want to strike. You know, right. Mr. Elbow, Mr. Get Suspended. It was it was a, lo- a low moment for him. But, who, for but, but let me ask
1: you this, Martin, because I think you're right about Kucherov, but who reels him in? Is this a Stephen Stamkos, but, hey, buddy, job follow too. me deal? Is it a coaching thing where they got to, like, say, hey, you need some tough love? Uh, Mr. Superstar, I, because he is now a superstar. I think it's a
2: combination. He is a superstar. Clearly, he's a superstar. And uh, you name anyone in the NHL playoffs who's scored a goal this year, and they did better than he did. That's right. Um, he needs to He needs to uh, look inside himself, and someone's going to need to give him a paint by numbers on how to do that because mm-hmm. he's not going to think he did anything wrong. He's the all-time leading Russian scorer for a season. Hopefully, yeah. unlike the last time they had a lousy outcome. I mean, the last time he went back to Mother Russia and talked to a TV station about all the bad, all the things that have to change. And I, he never said that to us down the stretch. You know, he was right. Monosyllabic, which is fine. I respect him as a player a great deal. He's a, he's a wildly talented player. But I think the sense I got from talking to Cooper, he can't say this, but two things that jumped out on me. Yes, of course they should have done something at the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah. And and yes, this wasn't about being physically tough enough. They did get bigger. They were heavier. You know, they weren't. I mean, we can all remember last year, Tom sure. Wilson and the Capitals beating the heck out of them. Braden Coburn having to fight them. You know, ridiculous. You know, Liston Patterson, terrible. <laughs> but, you know, they might not be mentally tough. And that's a little scarier because they, they might have the, not have the mental toughness because they, they got pushed around last year. And what happened this year? Columbus jumped in their grill. They jumped on them in the neutral zone. And when they mm-hmm. couldn't get by with their free-flying ways, well, there because the shell doesn't beat like that. Calgary's gone. They're a, f- a freestyle skating kind yeah, of team. Yeah. They're not in the playoffs anymore. A lot of these teams aren't. Mm-hmm. And maybe that should tell the Lightning something. I would have liked to have seen them do something. I remember even the day they sat on their sat on their hands, the trade that I think. I remember just writing. Yeah, part of me wonders if they shouldn't have gotten a Wayne Simmons or someone like that to, sure. to bring it. But you know, I got to admit, man, I I didn't drink just drink the Kool Aid. I drank the entire pitcher of Kool Aid. Yeah. I mean, I was like, yeah, you know, these guys, the core, they've been through a lot. I feel I feel a little bamboozled, and it won't happen again. I mean, it's like, I'm not going to believe they've won the Stanley Cup until it comes back from the fifth player's house now. I mean, that's just the <laughs> way it is. And I mean, it's unfortunate not, to them
1: because during the regular season now, no matter what they do, no matter how many games they win, no one's going to give their heart to their team until they actually lift it. You're right. That's just that's right. just where they live now.
2: We're on a roll as a city. We've got a football team that mm. hasn't won a playoff game since that night in San Diego. Two, we have the the hockey team that was the greatest team ever. And, you know, they went right down the tubes. We have a baseball team that's actually encouraging and exciting mm. and interesting and innovative. And they can't get a stadium in it. They might not be here in five years. So we're rolling right now in Tampa Bay. We can't win wherever we turn. And, uh, yeah. It's discouraging because it's all, it is, we are part of this in, in our own way, in our own small way. I don't mean, I just mean the media. Everyone yeah. lives here. You want to have pride in your team and right now, I definitely think they're embarrassed by the hockey team. They're at times indifferent to the football team, which is a, you know, crime. Well,
1: that's the worst a crime in and of yeah. itself
2: that mm-hmm. a football team could could lose a football town. And the baseball team, you know, we're getting to the point I think where people are resigned to the fact that they're going to leave. And I don't know. That's no way to run a sports town, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, but at least Yeah, well,
2: on the CBI. I mean, you know, I'm very happy. With I was that. gonna say, really where's the was, silver they paid lining? Good money for it too. Yeah,
1: you, yeah, they did. I, if, you, you can buy a championship. It turns out, but uh, no, they did. Look, they did well to to win the 20 games. They could have or spent more and
2: won the NCAA championship. But I guess <laughs> that's capped. <laughs> but uh, next no, year, it's the NIT sports town.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's sort of been – it's been tough to be a fan. And, it, it, you know, we beat up on the Lightning, and they deserve it for this year. But I will say this. They do. I'm sorry. At least, at least, at least they give hope to have a postseason. Whereas, yes. look, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, not you know, for the Rays, and it's been an eternity. Eleven years in the NFL mm. is very Brownish. In fact, only the Cleveland Browns <laughs> have lasted longer without a playoffs and I would maintain they have a way better shot this year than the Texas oh, Bucks gosh. do. Oh, I, my
2: I, I'd be surprised if they don't make the playoffs next year. Right. They came right, right. down to it last year, didn't they? I mean, yeah, I would absolutely. be very surprised if they don't make the playoffs. And then it's so, the Bucks yeah. against the world. It's Ice Station right. Zebra. They're all alone. <laughs> and uh, they need to keep that in mind. And I'm not really thinking they're going to be a playoff. I no. Mean, I mean, I don't care who they draft. I and mean, the key is in this draft is. Stop thinking about how many things you need, because if you did that, you'd be there all day. You'd never make a pick, because you'd be too petrified. Stop thinking you need a running back. Stop thinking you need a right guard. Stop thinking you need help in the second. Just find one thing that you're sure about as you can be, and go for it. I don't care. I'd like to see him draft two defensive linemen with their first two picks. Oh, sure. I'd love it. Oh, sure. Get another guy like Vay. Get a, you know... Yeah, I, I know he's a checker, but you know maybe Dexter Lawrence is. Gonna, I think they're going to be. This literally is. This is maybe the best pass rushing draft. Oh yeah, we'll see in twenty years. This is it. I mean, just the Clemson guys won. I know. So I know it, it's 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 a it's an embarrassment of riches, and it must get embarrassed amid an embarrassment of riches. You know, shame on them.
1: Well, always uh, always good to catch up with you, Martin. I I. I um... Want everybody to check out your column on Gerald uh, McCoy in the Tampa Bay Times this morning. Of course, uh, you were covering the Rays over the weekend, and and uh, there's no more lightning games, so I guess it's the Rays nope. and the Bucks at this point.
2: It is, and and like I said, Bruce Arians promises to be entertaining, and I, and I think the Rays will be terribly entertaining across this summer. Yeah, Although they, they just got swept by the Red Sox, you see, when the lightning got swept, it all started. <laughs> It's 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 like the thing in the, the Ten Commandments when the green cloud comes down. Now they got so apparently the Lightning's farm team might get swept in the playoffs. Everybody's getting swept in the playoffs. The key is, now, you know the Bucks if they don't get swept on draft night? Let's just consider it lucky.
1: Well, they got they swept on the win. schedule seven straight weeks without a home game. So you know that's kind of the same. That's thing. That's unbelievable
2: to me. It is, which is un yeah. I know it's like what were you we saying? It's you know we. Put a musical on, My Fair Jameis. I mean, we'll be in London. Like I said, let's just keep Bruce
0: <laughs>
2: out of the ambulance, and I think they could be fine. Not fine. They're not going to be fine, but, you know, they, they might be entertaining. he will be entertaining.
1: It will be entertaining. Something. That is something. I'll go for entertainment. Entertainment <laughs> sounds good <laughs> right about now, since everybody's yeah. actually paying money for this, um, and yeah. they deserve to be. Deserve to be entertained, Martin Finley. Thanks Absolutely. so much, man. We'll we'll do this again soon.
2: Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me,
1: man. Always great to talk to uh, Martin Finley. Very entertaining, and uh, you guys can kind of hear what we hear when we're at assignments with Martin. Um, he keeps us on our toes. But uh, you got to read his column in the Tampa Bay Times about Gerald McCoy and and the Bucks and just all that's going out there in training camp. We mentioned um, the Rays and. You know, I don't know what else you can ask of a baseball team, Steve. I mean, they got swept by the Red Sox, but they bounced back. Now they have a chance to sweep Kansas City. Again, you look at some of the teams that they've beaten, and Kansas City and the White Sox and Baltimore and some others, but at, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They're on your schedule. You have to play them, and I think that's what good teams do. Good teams take advantage of the weaker teams, and they either they, they win the series or they sweep them. In this case, the Rays have a chance to do that this afternoon with Blake Snell, which is good news that he's back. But to win seven out of eight series to start a season in Major League Baseball, not too shabby, man.
0: Well, that's why they're sixteen and eight and have the best record in Major League Baseball again. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: you know, last year no, they, they they struggled with a few of these teams, um, the Royals. Yeah. They struggled with the Orioles. They I think they went nine and nine against the Orioles, and you know, while they struggled against Boston particularly early in the year last year in New York, and that's what dug up a big hole it's really those games against the Orioles and Royals and the teams you're supposed to beat that you end up losing series to that really cost you at the end.
1: Right. And, I mean, you're going to play the Red Sox and the Yankees and everybody in the AL at least 19 times. But when you get to the end of the season, they ask you how many games you won. They don't ask you who you beat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, clearly you play more games in a division. So, you you know, to have a good season, you have to fare well against them. But you don't have to win the series, for example, against, uh, you know, the Red Sox or the Yankees. Now, certainly they got, they got opportunity to do that and eventually you're going to have to play these teams in the postseason. But as long as they can win series and, and you know beat the teams that they are better than um, and then be competitive against the rest of the AL East, and uh, they've already you know won the Houston series, and that's the other really good team in the American League, I mean, it's going to be a fun season for the Rays, and they show no signs of slowing down. Mike Zanino with another home run. I guess all you had to do was have a son to show off now with his man strength, but, man, he crushed one to left field. And so that's good to see some of that power. He's a guy that can hit you 20 home runs a year. So I thought that was really good. And they got some good pitching performances as well.
0: Yeah, how about Emilio Pagan has now pitched six relief innings and not given up a hit yet. Wow. Since that's he's awesome. been called we- up. So that's been fantastic. Uh, yeah. Austin Pruitt struggled a little bit on Tuesday night. Jalen Beeks looked really good. Ryan Stanek, mm-hmm. of course, is the opener. In that role, He's lights out.
1: Yeah, and I think you can see a scenario where, you know, maybe a Pagan or somebody like that, you know, becomes that alternative late inning guy, you know, um, where well, you don't, maybe you don't have Castillo because you pitched him too many nights, and he can be a guy that can set somebody else up for the ninth inning. And, you know, Stanek seems to be pretty cemented in the opener role. It's weird when those guys sometimes pitch, you know, on the few occasions he's gone to the back of the bullpen, it's just not really the same. Um, but he is very, very good in his role that he has right now. So they just got to find ways to, you know, to plug guys in. And, you know, we talked to Begon at the Rays Fan Fest, and, you know, he was a guy they got from Oakland that pitched in the World Baseball Classic for, what, Puerto Rico and, you know, seems seems to belong, seems to know what he's doing out there and attacks hitters and throws hard. And so you might have something there. So again, Blake Snell will be on the mound this afternoon to wrap up that series as the Rays go for the sweep. A uh, little news, Austin Meadows looks like he's going to be just maybe three weeks. He won't need surgery, so that's the big news there. The Bucks minicamp, of course, continues today, and then we are just one day from the NFL draft. And uh, happy trails to the Magic. They did make the playoffs, which was a great accomplishment, but they lost in five games to Toronto. So uh, they are out of, of the NBA playoffs. And if you think the Lightning fans feel bad? Well, how about the whole nation of Canada? <laughs> they're they're out of the Stanley Cup again. The whole nation's out of it.
0: Yes, Winnipeg and Calgary had been eliminated. And then on Tuesday night, Toronto lost in seven games to Boston. So the 93 Canadians, the last Canadian team to win the Cup.
1: The 93 Canadians, my goodness. And, you know, they live for hockey in, in Canada. Yeah. But Toronto
0: hasn't won a Cup since 67.
1: Wow. Boy, it seems like they're always losing to the Bruins, too, in the playoffs. Am I wrong about that?
0: Uh, three of the last six years, they've lost in seven games to the Bruins. Oh. Like have.
1: So that's got to be agonizing for those fans. I mean, obviously, to, to see the same team beat you in seven games every time. Yeah, and this
0: was back-to-back seasons.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's harsh. That's harsh for them, but... It's a, it's a long off-season for a lot of teams, not the least the
0: witches right here. Well, Toronto's got Tampa a lot Bay. of cap issues this year, so it'll be interesting what they what moves they make this off-season.
1: Well, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. My thanks again to Martin Fenley. And remember, folks, uh, if you want something to do that's fun for the entire family, go see our friends at Captain Mike's Swimming with the Manatees. You can book online at swimmingwiththemanatees.com. They're the number one uh, customized tour company uh, to swim with the Manatees in Kings Bay and Crystal River, and it is the perfect time of a year to go. You can also call them 352-777-1796. For Steve Versnik, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.